When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Santana into the windup. The payoff pitch on the way. Swung out and missed. Strike three. He's done it. Johan Santana has pitched a no-hitter. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. If that line falls on, on the, the right, right babe, not that Maggie. Yeah. Back in Monogly with you. Two o'clock in the morning on this Monday, post Super Bowl, post football, post new era of the greatness in the NFL that is Patrick Mahomes. 877-337-6666. That's the number to call. You got Alex on the other side with me, and we're rocking with you for the next three hours as we got you until five o'clock in the warm-up show. I'm not sure. I think some of them are still in Las Vegas. Some of them will be back here. I'm not sure. But if they didn't, if they didn't check out the game, if they didn't stay, I know Geo did, and obviously Boomer was there. You missed one hell of a game that started out miserable, and comparisons to the Rams and Patriots, and how disgusting the beginning of this game was, and no scoring, and then we saw it yet again. Patrick Mahomes establishing himself, and again, I don't care. I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care what you you can throw me the amount of Super Bowls and the you know how many championship games and how many Super Bowls Tom Brady went to and Bill Belichick and this that and the other. I'm watching. All right, I I've seen all of Tom Brady's career. I I saw you know I I wasn't around for all of Joe Montana's. I'll be fair, but watching right now, we are watching absolute greatness in Patrick Mahomes. There is just no doubt in my mind. You can't watch this guy play and in these games and fall behind consistently and then figure out a way to turn it on and win these games. He is doing, I mean, it's you can't tell me there's been a better player to ever play this game at his position. Patrick Mahomes is just otherworldly. And this combination of him, Andy Reid, and Spagnola as the defensive coordinator are practically unbeatable. At least it feels that way if they win their third Super Bowl. Now complete what I think is necessary if you want to have the dynasty conversation. They need to have that back-to-back. They need to defend their championship. They've got that. They've won you know, th- three and five years or whatever it is, and now back-to-back. And again, af- after a terrible start, like watching this football game like early on, Patrick Mahomes was awful, and if you go back to Tom Brady, since he's no doubt going to be mentioned in everything we talk about, I heard Laurie talking about it, there's going to be the comparisons as we start to get there. It, it kind of gets tiresome, no doubt. It's a better conversation than Taylor Swift, quite honestly, but it's going to get tiresome as we go through this because Patrick Mahomes isn't done. But Pat, uh, Tom Brady used to have these terrible starts to the games, too. If you remember, Tom Brady was terrible in the first quarters of a lot of games. It would always, you know, come back and, like, very rarely did they off to these great starts. And for a Kansas City Chiefs team that has been quite the opposite. I mean, honestly, the beginning of this game played out completely different 
than the entire postseason has gone this thus far with both of these teams. Patrick Mahomes and this Kansas City Chiefs team has gotten out of the gate extremely fast in this playoffs, whether it's against Miami, whether it was against Buffalo, whether it was against Baltimore. Like, they came out, they scored on their opening drives, they took it to the opposition. If you remember Baltimore in the AFC Championship game, they got all of their points in the first half shut out in the second half. And, you know, you were kind of expecting that kind of game. And if you looked at the, the 49ers, they had struggled in the start of games, obviously, in the NFC Championship game against the, the Lions getting blown out in the first half or, you know, trailing to Green Bay and needing a miracle comeback. I mean, this game kind of played out differently than that because you could tell early on the front of this San Francisco defense was dominating the game. Like I know you get it's a wacky game. You get the you get fumbles from both teams. The the 49ers are going in and McCaffrey fumbles the football shockingly. But even despite that, like you recognized early on that in this game to start, the 49ers were dominating this football game up front. Just do, dominating the game. And the much maligned pass rush, whether it be Young or Bosa and you know, their inability to get home in so much of this playoffs, despite winning the games, were, you know, dominating the Kansas City front, who were missing Tooney, their best offensive lineman. It was a discussion going in, and they weren't playing well. And neither was Patrick Mahomes. One recept one completion to Travis Kelsey for one yard in the first half of this game. Zero zero through one quarter. Obviously, uh, they get the three points at the end of the half, which was extremely important for them to get those three points. Like, they desperately needed those three points at the end of the half. And whenever, like, this is what you, like, you always feel like this when you're, when you're watching a football game. For me, the 49ers were dominating that football game. They were dominating at the line of scrimmage. They were getting better of the play. And despite that fact, it's a touchdown game going to the half. Now, I'm sure many of you maybe felt like, I don't know how you felt about it, especially because all of you probably bet on Kansas City, as we all did, so maybe you're feeling like you had the wrong side. There's one way to look at that. There's the, hey, you know, the 49ers are clearly, you know, right now the the uh, the offense of Kansas City is on roller skates. They're getting blown back. This defensive front is absolutely dominating. Eventually, Kansas City, uh, excuse me, San Francisco in this offense is going to find a way to score more points. Kansas City's in big-time trouble. But I always look at it the other way, especially against a team like this with Andy Reid, who has now established himself as a three-time champion and one of the great coaches in NFL history. You got Spagnola on defense, who you know is going to make adjustments in the second half. I mean, you are talking about one of, if not the greatest defensive coordinator in the history of the sport. And you just know with Patrick Mahomes, this head coach, and that defensive coordinator, plus the talent on this team in Travis Kelsey and, oh, McCole Hardman, who's not good enough for the Jets, but is good enough to get game-winning touchdowns. I mean, that's a kick in the, you know what, for Jet fans watching this game is that's the final play of the game when we'll get to it. But you know they're going to make adjustments in the second half. You just know it. And this guy is just whatever he needs to do. Now, in the second half, yeah, does he catch breaks? You all, you make your breaks. Breaks come, whether it's the the punt, obviously, off the gunner's foot that's recovered that leads to their touchdown. You know, obviously that's a, a huge, a huge uh, play for for Kansas City and gets them back into the game. Whether it's the 
Missed extra, the blocked extra point to keep it at 16 and keep it a three-point game late in the game. But you see, when things are breaking down, you, you, he's going to get his breaks, no doubt about it, but he impacts the game and he makes things happen. And what he does have that Tom Brady doesn't have and some other guys doesn't have is his ability to use his legs. And his legs came across in a myriad of ways down the end of this, whether it's the fourth down play. Uh, late in the game where he has to, you know, uh, in the final drive in, in overtime, he makes the fourth down play. Then he makes the big running play. He used his legs a bunch of times to pick up four first downs in this game. His ability to run the football, his ability to make the big plays. I mean, this guy is an absolute stud. And I'm sorry, but you can't tell me that this guy isn't, you know, the likes of which, you know, we've never seen. I'm, I Listen, that's how good he is. I know Tom Brady's great. I'm not trying to take away from Tom Brady or Joe Montana or anybody else. But this is one of the premier winners in the history of this sport. And watching him, as we watch him go down the field and win this game, you can't, it's just, it's, impo- it's what I take away. And we're going to take away from Shanahan too, right? As much as it's the Patrick Mahomes story and the, and the Andy Reid story and how these guys never win. I mean, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan right now. I mean, could you suffer any more just terrible losses? I mean, you, you're, you're talking about he's the offensive coordinator for 28-3 to against Tom Brady at halftime as the Falcons' offensive coordinator in that Super Bowl. He's got a 10-point lead against Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City four years ago. He's got a 10-point lead in this game. And I understand it's going to come down to some of his decision-making. And I understand it. And yeah. I think it's stupid not to kick the ball in overtime. And that's going to be a major talking point of this game. It's not why they lost. Like, quite honestly, I know people are going to, it's not, they were going, Patrick Mahomes was not going to lose this football game. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Now, in the overtime, with the rules being what it is, I think the greater value, and I think you know right now, watching, I was watching the post game on ESPN when Andy Reid came on uh, with, with Boomer, uh, not our Boomer. And he was talking about it, and he said, yeah, well, listen, he's a great coach. I'm sure he had a reason for doing it. We would kick the ball. And, yes, you want to give the ball. You want to have the ball second in a scenario where both teams touch it. I get it. And I understand his thinking. I do understand Shanahan's thinking. I do understand the point where if I do go back, for, if we go tit for tat and I score and then they score, then I have the ball the third go round with an opportunity to win it in sudden death. I understand the thought process. I even understand what Tony Romo said, who, by the way, was terrific in this game. For all the, for all the stuff we talk about at the, about the broadcasting and how much we get hung up on it, Tony Romo was terrific in this game. It was a great call. It was a great broadcast. They did a great job. Side note, we'll get to that. But in the overtime, I understand the idea you want to get that ball third, but here's the thing, and we know it, and I, you know, everyone knows it, and here's the fact of the matter. Patrick Mahomes is too damn good to allow him to go down the field knowing he has four downs on every attempt. Like no he you cannot give Patrick Mahomes that extra play going down the field. That's that's it. New that's for me that's the beginning of the discussion and the end of the discussion. I have to put him out there first and make that decision. Make Andy Reid make that decision. Make Patrick Mahomes make that decision on third down on whether they'll kick it or go for it. I cannot allow it in their minds where they have four downs on every first down attempt. I can't do it. He's too good to give him four downs. That's that's plain and simple. 
He knows exactly what he has to do. He knows whether he needs the field goal. He knows whether he needs the touchdown. And he's going to have four downs to do it. That alone outweighs any other scenario you want to talk about. I don't care about getting the ball third. I don't care. I understand that thought process. You get the ball third, you go win the football game if both teams score. I have. To, I don't want to play that game. It also gives you the opportunity, if you go second, to possibly, if you want to score a touchdown, and go for two and win it right there and not and forego the option of giving that team the second, ball, uh, the, the second possession in overtime. I think it's a stupid decision, but it's not... You know, it's not the decision that cost them the game. There's so many plays in this game. There's so many different things in this game, whether, you know, obviously the the punt that's fumbled that leads to that touchdown. Otherwise, I don't know if Kansas City gets the ball rolling the way they did the rest of the game. Obviously, there's the missed field goal that uh, the missed extra point, excuse me, that changes the game completely. A four-point game is completely different down uh down the stretch and whether or not Kansas Kansas City would settle for that game time field goal or have to try and force force it and score a touchdown is completely different. I everyone knows that four points versus three is enormous. And then honestly, you could make the argument, and I think I would have at the end of in the overtime drive when San Francisco's going down the field and they're at the goal and they're in the red zone there on that third on that third down play. I'm. I I can't give the ball to Kansas City anymore. Like I I know if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I know how this has played out. I've seen what Patrick Mahomes has done his whole career. I've seen what Patrick Mahomes has done to me. I've seen what Tom Brady has done to me. I've seen what these great quarterbacks have done at the end of these games. And right now, the the field is completely in their favor. They've dominated the second half of this football game. I had it early. They have it now. I don't want to give him the ball again. So on that third down, I am not throwing the football. I am running the football and seeing if I could set myself up for another fourth and short. If I don't get it, I get blown up in the backfield, then I'm forced to kick it. But I'm not, I am running the football there with McCaffrey, who, you know, is a absolute, for his size, a bulldozer and runs with such aggression and runs so hard. In that moment, I'm running the football. I'm seeing if I could set myself up for a fourth and short and give myself an opportunity to go score a touchdown there because I can't trust my defense to make a stop anymore. I can't go against Patrick Mahomes. And you saw on a fourth down, he makes the run play. He makes another big run play. He uses his legs. He obviously, Kelsey uh, has you know 10 receptions for 90-plus yards. And then obviously, McCole Hardman if you can imagine that, gets the game-winning touchdown in the in the corner of the end zone. I mean, I, I don't know if I can give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. That's who he is. I mean, that you don't give the ball back to Tom Brady. You don't give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. You don't do it. He is an assassin. And for the idea that this team, and they've talked about it a lot and a lot in the postgame, where they were on Christmas Day getting beat by the Raiders, like, this team was nothing like a Super Bowl championship team, a shadow of themselves, almost this entire season, despite winning and despite winning a lousy division. And you thought maybe at home against the Miami team that was decimated by injuries and whose offense probably would struggle in the cold of Kansas City. Okay, maybe they should win that football game. But this football team transforms around the belief in their quarterback and their coach. And I'm going to throw in their defensive coordinator in Spagnola. That trio right there is the Holy Trinity. I mean, these three guys, Mahomes, Reed, Spags, are unstoppable. I mean, the adjustments this team made in the second half, 
I mean, it's it's uh, the the they were dominating the football game. They, I think it was like you know they had like eight or nine first first downs in the first half. They had it going into the fourth quarter one. Like they dominated the game in the second in the second quarter of this in the second half of this game. And you know, Kansas City comes out and doesn't, you know, the first possessions, the interception. You know, they get that three points at the end of the half, and you figure, okay, they'll come out, score, and then they'll make a game of it. And they don't. They come out, they throw the interception. Uh they both teams struggle offensively to get out of the gate in the third quarter. But this defense held the game where it was needed to be held until Patrick Mahomes found his footing. And once that happened, you knew the game was over. To me, once that 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 there's a fumble on that punt, game is over. Because that's all he needs. He needs that one break, and you're dead. And everybody feels it. And it's just you know, it's he's he's we're watching, arguably, and in my mind, the greatest quarterback to ever do it. I mean, it's just I, I don't know how you. I'm watching the games. Names. I, I, he's 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 just far better. He's not the winner yet that Tom Brady was. Tom Brady has seven championships. And Tom Brady got away from his Andy Reid and Bill Belichick and went to another organization and won a championship. And today is not take down Tom Brady day. But what I'm saying is is watching the games and watching him play, I, you can't tell me anyone's played the sport better than this. And he's got that winning feel. He's got the Tom Brady feel. He's got the Michael Jordan feel. He's got that feel that this game is over if you make one mistake against him. And so the Kansas City Chiefs are back-to-back Super Bowl champions. Andy Reid has now three Super Bowl championships. Patrick Mahomes has three Super Bowl MVPs. And we are watching the dawning of a new era. The Patriot era is now dead and gone. Bill Belichick has left New England. That is no longer a thing. It hasn't been since Tom Brady left, but it is officially Long gone now, and we are watching the Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and even Spagnola era of football as he, and there's no signs of stopping. If they weren't going to get him this year, where the offense wasn't nearly as good, and this team was sputtering at so many different times of the season and went limping into the postseason and, you know, had two road games against two teams that you could argue, despite the injuries maybe to Buffalo's defense, like you could argue overall are more talented and were playing better. And nobody was playing better than Baltimore. And San Francisco is far more talented. You see the talent on the field. I mean, McCaffrey's an absolute stud. And, you know, they get the the game-breaking play early on with the trick play that seemed a little bit... The timing on that play seemed a little bit off, but still, like they're able to make that play. Shanahan's calling a good game. They're doing exactly what they have to do. They get a little bit away from the run in the second half, which I really wish they wouldn't have. They got a little bit away, but Brock Purdy, you know, I haven't even said his name yet. We're 20, 15, 20 minutes into the open. Brock Purdy played well. Brock Purdy sent his team down the field. Brock Purdy got the field goal. He couldn't get in the end zone in overtime, but Brock Purdy played really well in this game. He didn't make any mistakes. He made all the throws. He led his team down the field. The one mistake he made is he left uh, Patrick Mahomes too much time at the end of regulation. You know two minutes left in the game, to- uh, that's not that's too much time. You know that Patrick Mahomes is going to come down the field and break your heart, and that's what he does. He's an absolute winner. And now that's his third and back-to-back, and that's the beginning of a dynasty, and we are already well deep into the conversation that we are watching the greatest quarterback ever play. I mean, he's just, he's incredible.
877-337-6666. We'll break down the different elements of the, this game. Obviously, the greatness of Patrick, uh, the greatness of Patrick Mahomes, the greatness of Andy Reid, the greatness of our own little guy, our own Spags, who was there beating Tom Brady, who was there beating Tom Brady, and the undefeated Patriots, who goes back that far, winning championships with the Giants, and now dominating and really was the driving force of this championship all year. This has been their best unit of defense, and that second half, again, a virtuoso performance in what they were able to do. But we are now watching the Patrick Mahomes era, and we are watching Shanahan get to the game and never be able to win it. So we'll get to all the different things. We'll get to the decision at half, uh, excuse me, at the end of the game. Um, whether or not he should have taken the taken the ball or kicked it away. We'll get to the decision on whether or not you think the 49ers should have went for it on, on fourth down, down the, the red zone instead of giving Tom Brady, uh, Tom Brady, see, Freudian slip, and giving Patrick Mahomes an opportunity to come back down the field and break their hearts. Obviously, Kelsey bumping Andy Reid. I don't, I don't know if that really became a talking point in the, in the postgame, but we got to get to that. Taylor Swift, let's not even discuss that if you don't want to. Not a big deal. Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, y'all know me. That's right, 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you. And we just put to bed the football season. And we are getting, you know what that means, we're getting ready for baseball season. My favorite tweet of the year. But we got to still break down this game and watch, you know, what Patrick Mahomes is, is remarkable. And there's a lot of different elements. I mean, early on, too, like, he's got, you know, he's just off, right? He misses a couple throws. He's got the terrible intentional grounding early on in this game where I don't know what he's doing. I'm screaming, get rid of the ball. He holds on to it forever and tries this two-handed shuffle pass. Like, just get rid of the ball. Like, early on in this game, they were completely, completely off. And they get the the fumble from Pacheco as they're, you know, they finally make the big play down the Hartman for 55 yards or whatever it was. And they're about to go into the end zone, it feels like, and Pacheco fumbles. And you got then that leads to Kelsey getting up in Andy Reid's face, you know, Andy Reid's face and grabbing him and shoving him. Now, I mean, we'll get to that. But to me, like, I've seen, you know, footage of them kind of bounce into each other before. I think that's their relationship a little bit. I don't want to downplay it. You should never put your hands on your coach. Like it's just a bad look for Kelsey. It's gonna start to be talked about more. I don't know if it was at right after the immediate, the immediacy of winning the game. If they lost the game, it'd probably be much more of a, talk, a topic already. But you know, he kind of grabs him, and I think it was more Andy Reid was like didn't see it coming at all, and was taken and was a little off balance when he was hit. He wasn't really shoved. He was grabbed by the arm and you know bumped into, and Andy Reid just wasn't expecting it, so he kind of took like a a misstep. But yeah. I mean, Kelsey's looked like a big crybaby there. I mean, God forbid you hit some adversity. I mean, that's the Kansas City Chiefs aren't used to much of it. And for him to be screaming like that, what was it, 3 nothing at that point? Off a fumble? I know the offense was struggling, but that's a bad look for Kelsey, and we'll get into it. You never put your hands on the coach, and he's going to get a lot of flack for that. But 
I mean, early on in this game, they weren't right, but yet you know what's going to happen in the end of this game. You know what's going to happen. And all you're waiting for that break. You're watching the game, waiting for the break where the worm will turn because that's what happens. That's what happens with this team. That's what happens with winners. Tom Brady had a million breaks. You kidding me? They're, they're up 28 to, th- they're down 28 to three against the Falcons. You want to count the number of breaks they caught in that game? Or obviously the famous one of uh, Seattle and Russell Wilson throwing that ball at the goal line instead of giving it to Marshawn Lynch. I mean, how many breaks you have to catch to be the kind of winners that Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady are? But the difference with them is, you know, we're talking about the breaks that change the game. How many breaks everybody gets? How many different breaks almost every player gets and yet they don't? We're not having the conversation about how many championships they won because they don't turn those breaks into victories. That's what makes these guys special. That's why we can look back at these games and go, yeah, well, he caught a break there with the fumble. Uh, oh, yeah, no, well, listen, he caught a break there with uh, you know, the blocked extra point. Oh, he caught a break there with this. And all true. Because I don't know if they win the game without that fumbled punt. And I don't know if they win the game. Down, I mean, I, I still think they probably do at that point. Score a touchdown instead of uh, kicking a field goal if they know they need it uh, down at the end of the game. But the fact of the matter is he makes his own breaks. And this team is so well coached, and the adjustments they made at halftime defensively to shut down the 49ers is why we're standing here today talking about a dynasty and what Patrick Mahomes has become. And the same thing, you know, and the same decision making by Shanahan is going to lead to a whole question on whether or not he can win the big game. He is now that next coach, he is Andy Reid with Philadelphia. He is Marty Schottenheimer. He is one of the next coaches. He is this next great coach in the league who will be talked about as if he can't win the big game until he wins it. And his decision to his decision to receive the ball at the end of the game is going to be, you know, I think most people strongly disagree with it. I disagree with it. I, I don't I do understand the logic of wanting the ball with sudden death. Like if if I score and they score, I get the ball and I have the game in my hands. Like that's I, that's a reasonable take. It's not the best take, though. In my opinion, it doesn't it doesn't override the idea that you gave Patrick Mahomes four downs on every you know, he, you gave him four downs on every attempt to get a first down. You can't give him four downs. You can't go into a drive knowing Patrick Mahomes is allowed four downs on every opportunity. Like that's just it's too much. It's too much for me. I can't allow that. I have to give him the ball first and uh, and make a tough decision for him on third down. I that's I can't give him four. And he's just been too good and the game was going the wrong direction for me. So I thought it was a terrible mistake. And and honestly, I would have attempted to go for it on fourth. Uh down in the in overtime at the goal line. I'm not going to just settle for three there and take my chances and, and say, "Hey, listen, I got three, let's go play defense." No. Not against Patrick Mahomes. Not the way he was playing in that second half. Not the ability he has, not the the winning culture that team has established. I can I, I have to score the touchdown. So for me, I'm a, when I when I mean go for it on when I mean go for it, I mean run the football and give myself a better opportunity on fourth. I want to run the football, get right. I, I like with McCaffrey. I think two runs gets me in the end zone. I ha, I, I have to do that, and then if I don't get it. Now I've I've put him at the goal line, and I can pin my ears back and hopefully stop him. But I don't want to kick off to him, give him the ball at the 25-yard line, and let him go down the field and in two plays be in a position to tie me. And worse than that, have him go down the field and beat me with a touchdown. 
So I I want to eliminate Patrick Mahomes from the situation as much as I can. And that's not what they did. And Patrick Mahomes does what he does and goes down the field and wins the game. And he uses his legs. He uses his arm. He makes big play after big play. And then Kelsey comes back down in the second half after only having one reception in the first half and breaks your heart in the second half doing what he does. Like, it's a, it was a textbook game from this team. They start off slow, much like other Super much like the Super Bowl four years ago. They found themselves down 10. The difference was this year, the offense has gotten off to hot starts and then cooled down. And they look completely disheveled. They're yelling at each other on the sidelines. They score three points in the first half, and they're lucky to get that at the end of the, the end of the half. And Butker's an incredible field goal kicker. Having the two longest kicks in Super Bowl history back-to-back in this game is amazing enough. But, I mean, just a, a miserable, disgusting slog of a game turns out to be a defining, exciting overtime victory that cements a couple of different storylines. How great Patrick Mahomes is, how great Andy Reid is, and how Shanahan can't win the big one. 877-337-6666. Let's get to the calls. Let's go to Emmanuel from Queens. What's up, Emmanuel? Hey, how you doing? I just wanted to get back on this thing. You know, with Mahomes, you keep using the word great. He's obviously great. I want to talk more about clutch, though, because, yeah, listen, He's, I love Patrick Mahomes. I think he's great. I think we've never seen anything like him. He's unique. That's another word we can use for him. Yep. But to say he's the greatest of all time, I want to know what would you have said if they, which they totally should have, lost this game. And now he's 2-2 two and two in the big dance. I mean, he opens uh, up this game. Punt. Yeah. What punt. If, Pacheco what if? fumble. Punt. Field goal. Yep. Comes out. So you got three points, four failed drives. Second half. Pick. Punt. I mean, he's got one field goal in the first seven. And then drives. what happened at the end of the game? Exactly. Then what happens? Then you get then what happens? You Bucker to hit the longest field goal ever, 57 yarder. In, in okay, another punt. So he's got nothing cooking, nothing, basically three points. And then what happens? These guys fall apart. This punt totally changes the game. They give them a totally touchdown. Agree. So basically, yep. you get no touchdowns from Mahomes in, the, in 60 minutes. I mean, right. he has, you know, he drives them down. They have two field goals in the end there and tie it. And then what do we see? He's got ice in his veins. He breathes deep. He is unfazed. He's amazing in overtime. Amazing overtime record. He's yeah. one of the most clutch guys ever. Well, but to call him the greatest off this performance, I think is crazy. Well, okay, go back and watch Tom Brady games. Tell me where. Tell me how when they were down twenty-eight to three. Give me some of the punts and and, and breakdowns of every oh, drive Tom Brady had. Okay, so and, and what about when, what about when Seattle? What if Seattle doesn't throws the ball and doesn't uh, runs the ball? And doesn't Absolutely, throw it? complete disaster. So I mean, you I'm can the, give listen, me. So you can give me. I'm a Jets fan. I'm right, a well, Jets fan. I, 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 so so what I'm saying is, is you can give me every scenario of of every quarterback who, uh, to call him the greatest. You know why I called him the greatest? Because he did have a miserable first half, turned around and won a football game. And he went down the field and yeah. broke their hearts and got it into the end zone. And time and time again, fourth and one, he runs the football. Needs a big play, runs for 20 yards. He's got 66, run, he's got 66 <clears throat> rushing yards in this game, 233, pa- uh, 333 passing yards. He's, he, he, you, you say he's accounted for what? He accounted for almost 400 yards of offense in this game. And he went down the field at the end of the game and tied it up and then in overtime went down the field and won the football game. What do you, what, how, there's nothing else. He won the football game. Yeah, there are breaks. As I said, there are breaks. And thank you for the call, Emmanuel. He's won back-to-back Super Bowls. He 
He wasn't playing well. He figured out how to turn the game around, and he went down and beat a team that was dominating him and a defense that was dominating him without his offensive line, without his best offensive lineman. And really, who? Rice, McCole Hardman? McCole Hardman wasn't good enough to be on the Jets. Who's he doing this with? Who's he doing this with? I don't care. Look at this Kansas City team and what they did all year long. I mean, how many times, let, let, let's be honest, right? Uh, how many times has Tom Brady gone into you know the playoffs where the team looked as bad as the Kansas City Chiefs did at times this year? I mean, they, they, how many times did, did Tom Brady make it to the Super Bowl being underdog every week? Underdog against the Bills, underdog against the number one seed, Baltimore Ravens, and underdog in this game. And and on FanDuel, it kicked off at two and a half. It went down to one and a half most of Saturday and Sunday, and then was up to two and a, back to two and a half for the game. This was not a virtuoso performance. He didn't have six touchdown passes. This wasn't, you know... This wasn't uh, Joe Montana against the Denver Broncos. This wasn't Steve Young against the San Diego Chargers. This wasn't a unbelievable, holy cow, he's a absolute, you know, he can't be stopped on any drive. No, because that's not what their offense has been. And it took a great defensive performance, and it took breaks, of course. He's got to have the punt fumble. He's got to have the, 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 uh, the blocked extra point. He needs the longest field goal in football in, in NFL history, on the Super Bowl history. He needs all those things. He went down the field and won the football game. That Plain and simple. He got the points he needed to tie it. He got Because you know, here's, here's, here, you want to call him the greatest ever? Like, or why I'm willing to call him the greatest ever? Because I watch him play the game. His arm strength, his talent. He's, he's to me, like there's no doubt in my mind, he, he's a better, he's a better, um, you know, physically gifted and and plays the position better than Tom Brady ever did. Like, I, I, that's how I feel. I think there's a lot of guys who played the position better than Tom Brady. But Tom Brady's the greatest winner of all time. And now you're starting to see this guy, his third Super Bowl in four tries. What's he been, how many, how many years has he been a starting quarterback in the NFL? Six? In six years, he's been to four Super Bowls, he's won three, and now he's won back-to-back. He's pretty much mirroring the beginning of Tom Brady's career. But I think he's a more talented guy. And what we're watching is something special. And he's already put his name up in the Pantheon for me, and I understand. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Watching him play the game, I feel different about him than I did watching Tom Brady play the game. I knew Tom Brady was going to go down and win the game. I knew they were going to go down. And, and by the way, did he not have a great kicker? You want to talk about chances? What, what, what happened in the snow with the tuck rule? They don't even get to their first Super Bowl if that game is officiated correctly. And that's not to take it away from them. They won the game. But what I'm saying is, is don't come at me with, oh, well, you know, he needed this, he needed that. Everybody needs it. Everybody needs it. Think Joe Montana didn't catch breaks? Rocco, what's going on, bud? How we doing? How's the toga? Hey, the toga was rocking last night. Super Bowl. Was I was rocking. at Hey. And Nave Restaurante on Maple Avenue in Saratoga, there with my ex. You got me. I was there with my ex. Ash, Ashley was running the place last night. Uh, Matt, the bartender, wasn't feeling well for some reason. I don't know. Did it have something to do with the Super Bowl? Yeah. yeah, maybe. Something to do with the Super Bowl? I don't know. But Ashley was rocking the bar, giving me my Tito's and Tangeray martinis, shaking, not stirred, you know, James Bond style. 
Nice ice crystals on top, one olive. Beautiful. She did a great job. Did a great job, Ashley, running the place. And right, Carmine, well, now that we've established, with, Ashley stepped in admirably. Do we have anything on the, yeah. on the Super Bowl? Oh, you nailed it all, Chris. I mean, you nailed it. What can I say? All I can say is Kyle Shanahan is no Mike Shanahan. Yeah, I mean, okay? he's going to have that moniker. There's no doubt about it. There's another game that he absolutely had won. They're dominating the football game. They're up 10 points, and he's made a decision that everyone disagrees with. I, I do think he has some logic behind it. I understand his thought process, but, I mean, almost everyone disagrees with him at, at the half, so he's going to have a major decision questioned. He's going to have another 10-point yeah. lead blown. I mean, if you think about it, uh, and, and thank you for the call, Rocco. I appreciate it, and enjoy the toga. Um, if you think about it now, I mean, he, ha he has some of the most brutal losses in NFL history. I mean, I feel sick for the guy, and he's done it to, I mean, and, and to be fair to him, he's not losing to nobody's. You know, Jeff, this isn't, he didn't lose to Jeff Garcia and the Eagles at the end of his career. This isn't, this isn't losing to no-name quarterbacks. You know, he didn't, this isn't, you know, Aaron Rodgers losing to Jimmy G. This isn't, like, he's losing to, he's lost three of these games. He's lost three Super Bowls to Tom Brady and, and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's, he's found himself in that situation where he's butting heads with greatness and he can't get over the hump he's you know this is he is becoming you know he's becoming the utah jazz against michael jordan he's becoming you know he it's just he can't beat the great quarterbacks even with a 28 to 3 lead at the half even with 10 point leads in both of these games against patrick mahomes he can't figure out a way to close the deal and listen, San Francisco made good play, and that's why you know. And the other, like San Francisco, went for it on fourth down. Like early in the game, they're down ten to they're down three points, ten thirteen, I believe, at the end of the third quarter there, and it's fourth and three after losing yards. I remember Romo goes, uh, like I think he said a couple times, "This is four down territory for me, Jim." And. You know, he goes for it on, he runs it on, unless, well, he say, yeah, this is for territory for me, Jim, unless, of course, they, you know, if they lose yardage, maybe we'll talk. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what I get for not turning off my phone. That's the, uh, the sound it makes when uh, someone's at my side door. There must have been a cat or something walking by. Uh, bum, bum, ba -dum, bum, 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 and that's, that's what it sounds, that's the sound of uh, Kyle Shanahan. I mean, it's perfect uh, timing. Uh, I mean, he can't get past these guys. And, he, you know, he goes for it on fourth down in that situation. Tony Romo said, you know, unless you lose yards. And then, sure enough, McCaffrey loses a yard and a half on the run. And they still go for it. And they make the play to Kittle. They go on to score the touchdown. Like, that's, that's the kind of aggressive nature you have to take. You have to come into these games against Patrick Mahomes and say to yourself, I can't settle for three. I can't. I understand this. It doesn't matter at what point in the game because you know what? I understand the offense hasn't clicked mostly all year. It's played better in the playoffs. But you understand that Patrick Mahomes in this offense isn't the offense it was a year ago. It hasn't been the offense of most of Patrick Mahomes' career. But I don't care. I don't care who his wide receivers are. I don't care if McCole Hardman's his best option. I don't, I, I don't care. I cannot allow to keep this game close at the end of the game because he is an assassin. 
He is a abs- he he will win if it's if it's close remotely. He's going to win the game. He is going to win it. So, yeah, go for it on third on fourth and 3 when you're down 10 to 13 instead of tying the game at 13-13. I mean that's a that's a Dan Campbell discussion a decision that we'd be killing, you know it kind of gets lost because they got it. if they don't get it there we're killing that decision take the three, tie the game up. I disagree. I think it's I think that's the move. Go be aggressive. Get that touchdown. Take the lead. Go take a four point lead. Unfortunately they got the extra point blocked, but go take that lead. I don't want to play a tie game with Patrick Mahomes in the fourth quarter. It's not what I'm looking to do. And I know Brock Purdy's a nice quarterback, and we've had our discussions about him. And well, I, you know, I call him an elite game manager. Whatever, you know, I, I kind of, I, I thought that Cam Newton made a lot of sense in what he said. To be honest with you, I think there are elite game managers. It's not necessarily an, a knock. They aren't, you know, Brock Purdy for all his, you know, greatness and and as well as he's played, he's not Patrick Mahomes. He is not a game changing quarterback. He's a guy who can make all the throws. If you scheme it up and get guys open, he'll make the big throws. He's clutch. Nothing phases him. You win Super Bowls with that guy. No doubt about it. You can win. But he's not Patrick Mahomes. And the last thing I want to have is a tie game with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. I don't want it. And you see why. So go for it. Be aggressive. Take the chances because you know what? He's going to kill you. This is like, you know, this is... He is Patrick Mahomes is a is the is the black jack, blackjack dealer with the ace. Right, that's what it is. I'm not you know I can't sit on six even if I know I might bust. I can't. I got to give myself a chance to win. I can't sit on sixteen. I can't sit there knowing I got Patrick Mahomes on the other team. I can't do it. I have to be aggressive. And that's why I would have looked to be aggressive in overtime there and try and win the and try and score that touchdown and make Patrick Mahomes go down the field and score a touchdown and not give him the layup field goal or a uh, a touchdown that beats me, as is what happened. I can't I don't want to do that. You gotta be aggressive. You know, less aggressive than you were at twenty eight to th- I mean that's when you know you want to be aggressive up twenty eight to three at the half, that that's stupid aggression. But I'm not playing for tie games against Patrick Mahomes. And early on, he showed that. Like, I thought that was a good decision, 10-3. And most people were, I think, the you know, it's, it sounded like Jim Nance was surprised by it. I'm not. I'm, why am I playing for 13-13 against, Tom, against uh, Patrick Mahomes, against one of the greatest quarterbacks ever? I don't want to play for 13-13. I'll take my chances. My defense can hold him to a field goal, and then I'm still only down a touchdown if I don't get it. Like, I'm, I'm not. I'm going for it. I'm going to win the football game. And unfortunately for them, and unfortunately for him, he's been unable to do it. And he's and at least, like I said, he's lost to Tom Brady and he's lost to Patrick Mahomes. Philip from Jamaica, what's up, Phil? Hello, thank you uh, for taking my call. Um, you got it. Um, always that? a pleasure to talk to you. I, I want to make a couple points. Number one, I heard nothing talked about, and we should give them credit. The officiating in this game was pretty good. Yeah. I like the um, I, I don't no. think it was too bad. There's a, there's, a, there's a couple of calls. There's the the holding call 
uh, on San Francisco's drive in overtime that allowed them to move forward down the field. That that's kind of been questioned. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's been a, it's it was a fairly clean, crisp game. I don't think anyone comes away with a major, major gripe of anything. I mean, right, there, was- there's always some people. I got a couple people uh, tweeting me on on some like there's a missed call on this and a missed call on that. But for the most part, I thought it was a pretty well officiated game. Yeah, they see their credit. And and I want to make a point. I want to compare uh, Mahomes with Brady. And here's the thing with them. They're both, the number one thing with them is they want to win. And their salary is structured where they, it's not just about them at all getting the receivers. It's building the whole team. Yeah, there's more news about him looking to restructure his contract again. Uh, to make more room for uh, other players. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's about winning for him. There's no doubt about it. It's about winning. I mean, he's going to make his money. He knows it, whether it's deferred, whether it's messed around with. He's going to make his money. Uh, and the more he yeah, wins, the more money he'll make outside of football. So uh, he's smart about that. It's a smart decision. Uh, and plus, he, yeah, you're right. He wants to win. But, I mean, in the, like, for example, like this team, like defensively, you know, really had a great year. I don't know how much talent they have that necessarily. I don't think it's like one of these – you know, defenses where there's Hall of Famers all over the place, uh, necessarily. There's, you know, Chris Jones is a very talented player, but besides that, but their defense plays very, very well. Their defense has been their strong suit. But, I mean, who's his wide receivers? Rice, McCole Hardman? I mean, yes, he's got Travis Kelsey, arguably the greatest tight end to ever play. But outside of that, it's not like he's surrounded by a world of talent. Yeah, exactly. And what I think uh, the big difference between Mahomes and Brady is his Mahomes' his legs? He can he can gain a lot of yardage no in his legs. No doubt. Well, Mahomes Brady didn't that. have that. Yep. And thank you for the call. Mahomes has that element of his legs. Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady could maneuver inside the pocket, no doubt. And Tom Brady knew how to, you know, get away from the rush and throw the ball away. Tom Brady's the, you know, is great is the greatest. Like, no, I'm Tom Brady's unbelievable. I'm not. This isn't not Tom Brady. I'm just telling you as I'm watching this game. And as he wins another game where it felt like he didn't have, like, he wasn't on the better team. Like, that's what it felt like. He wasn't on the better team. And yet, there he is going down the field late in the game to and break your heart. And yeah, with his legs, big, big plays. Fourth and short. And then the big play, you know, down the middle for about 25 yards. Like, his ability to run, his ability to make the big plays in the big moment. Like, and just watching him play quarterback, I think he's, he's you know, again, you can't call him the winner that Tom Brady is just yet because Tom Brady did it for his whole career. Tom Brady did what Patrick Mahomes has already done and then took, like, five years off. Well, I shouldn't say five years off, but without winning necessarily. And then went on another one where he won another four Super Bowls. So, I mean, I understand Patrick Mahomes still has Super Bowls to win, but it's to me it's not always a, like, I'm just never been that guy. I've never been like pounding the table. How can you say Tom Brady's not better than uh, Joe Montana? He won so many more Super Bowls. It's not necessarily just about the number all the time. Like obviously, it's a it's an argument. I mean, seven to three is he's not even halfway there. So yes, that's a that's I'm not. It's not like oh he's got four, he's got three. Is it that much of a difference? No, he's got double plus. So I I get that, but just watching the games. Like, Tom Brady would go down the field and break your heart, no doubt, right? Tom Brady would make the big play, no doubt. But early on in his career, the defense was so much more, um, you know, the driving force of the team, certainly his first one, 
uh, had, he had a lot less to do with it than Tom Brady than um, than Mahomes did with his first one. But just watching the games, he he makes me say wow more than Tom Brady did. He just does. Like on a, on a Sunday to Sunday, I understand. And Tom Brady played forever. He's got a million touchdown records. He had a couple of years where he was unbelievable and won MVPs. And you know him and Randy Moss were you know th- throwing haymakers left and right. And he threw a million touchdown passes. But I, I watch I watch this kid play, and it's hard. To, it's really hard to convince me anybody's ever been better. That's just how I feel about it. And watching another Super Bowl where this one kind of lulled you to sleep. Like the early part of this game, I'm I'm on you know on Twitter a little bit. I'm trying not to be. I'm hanging out with my kids. I'm trying. My son's finally really got into football. He's for whatever reason into this. Not so much because of Taylor Swift, but he's rooting for the Chiefs just because he's 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 at that age where he's become a little bit of a bandwagon guy. He's still you know he's still there. He's still oh they win so I like them. Uh, so a lot of talk about the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and everything. So he he was big on the Chiefs and watching the game. So I I wasn't on Twitter too much, but. Like there's comparisons to that game, the the Patriots against uh, against the Rams, where it was just this. It was it was an awful slow, a couple of you know early on a couple of major penalties and like like that was. I mean, if it wasn't for the penalties, the Niners overcame a fumble from McCaffrey. The Niners overcame that drive where they you know got they had a big first down called back for holding they had an, a, a false start then followed by that holding it was like third and 27 like they had a couple of sloppy moments i remember uh off the 2 minute warning of the first half they get the, the they end up scoring on the drive but they get the 2 minute warning timeout they come back and uh Kansas City's got the ball and McCall Hardman goes off sides or you know a false start on on McCall Hardman i'm like off a timeout and the two-minute warning? Like, it was just a sloppy game. A lot of dumb penalties, a lot of sloppy penalties. Uh, the horse collar tackle. Uh, we didn't even mention the injury to to uh, Greenlaw, which was, I mean, that's just, running onto the field in the Super Bowl to lose a player like that with devastating injury towards Achilles, apparently. Just devastating injury. But early on, like, the game was kind of sloppy. The penalties were, you know, I think most of them were fair. I, didn't, I don't remember any egregious penalties where it's like, oh, what the hell is that? But like it was ugly, no offense. They could get nothing going. The can't, uh, the the 49ers finally break through with the trick play where Jennings throws it to McCaffrey, and I thought the timing was off. I I thought that it was going to get picked when he threw it. It was in the air for forever, and I just, you could see it setting up like on TV. You could see it getting set up. Obviously, whenever the the quarterback throws it behind him, you know he's going to look to do something. So right away he's he's further enough back where I'm like, okay, he's throwing it. And then he throws it across the field like a lollipop, 100 miles in the air. And I'm like, this ball is going to get picked off. I thought, I, I thought the timing on that play was off, and yet he catches it and just runs practically untouched into the end zone. And that kind of broke the monotony of what was the beginning part of this game. But then it, end, you know, and then it ended with a flurry, 10-3 at the half, and you're wondering, you know, to me, I'm more, I, you know, I, to be honest with you, I would, I, I added some funds to my account and bet on Kansas City money line by the half because ten three scared me. That's what I that's what I had in my head. I'm like, I feel like the 49ers are far better. And the 49 the 49ers are kicking the crap out of Kansas City. And it's a touchdown game. That scares the hell out of me. That game should have been 17 to 3. That game should have been 24 to 10. That game should have been much more well in the hands of San Fran. And to only be up seven points at the half. 
scared the hell out of me. And you knew what was going to happen. You knew. You knew. And then, yeah, especially that fumble hits the foot. I mean, that's a freak lucky play. On that punt, it hits the foot of one of the, the, the gunners. It goes flying past the returner. And just like, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is going to find a way to win the game. That's what they do. 